The following contains explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Sober Sense Podcast, making sense of sobriety by sharing our experience, motivation, and insight. Whether you're active in recovery, sober curious, or just looking for some personal growth content, you've come to the right place. So let's get to it with your hosts, Todd, Brent, and Jonathan. Thanks for joining us on the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode is presented commercial-free by the Rule 62 Foundation, a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life-building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org. Thanks, Brent. As always, thank you for uh, reading that and keeping us uh, a good reminder of why we're here and, and what this purpose is for. I'm glad to see you guys, man. It's been a few weeks um, with the holidays, um, just work schedules, life schedules. Um, feel like I haven't seen you guys in, I mean, honestly, forever. Yeah, it's been a while. It's definitely uh, been tough not seeing everybody. You know, I was sick for two weeks and uh, not seeing people for two weeks was really rough on a person who feeds off other people's energy, you know, and it was it was tough. Well, it's like a, a whirlwind because like you said, we had the holidays where it was energy sky high. You're dealing with too many people and too much. And then the swing goes way back down to where it's the lull and you're not seeing anybody and you're disconnected. So getting back to that happy middle ground and that the, the groove of the normal year is going to be nice. Yeah, I talk about it's just like the highs and lows, right? And like when we get to sobriety, it's like trying to find that middle ground because my whole drinking and using life was like super high than super low and it happens in sobriety. And that's a great point right there is like holidays are overwhelming. And then when you unfortunately got sick, I could hear it too, like in your voice when we talk on the phone, just, uh, it was just brutal. Sad. Like you're absolutely like brutal. But, hey, well, plus it was that, that, you know, like Brent was saying that, that high, I was running on 11 all through Christmas and, you know, flying back to Wisconsin to see my daughter and then flying back out here Christmas day to see, you know, the rest of be with the rest of the family, then had to get ready for the new year's party for the rule 62 new year's party. And, you know, so I was on 11 for like weeks straight then Saturday, you know, January 1st, when everything was done and over, uh, was that full blown emotional dump, you know, and that's the day I got sick. And the first few days of my sickness, I actually thought that, oh, this is just normal. You know, this is that emotional dump. I had it uh, when we had your wedding out mm-hmm. here. Uh, I had the same thing, you know, because it was about four days of, you know, going and this, this event, this night and that event. And then, you know, when it was over, it was this emotional dump that was because you're just ru- exhausted. You're running on 11, you know, and, uh, and have it end. And then just the dump was just, it's real, man. It's real. Well, we're glad to have you back, dude. I'm glad to be back at this table. And uh, what do you got for us today? All right. uh, Begin where you are. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principle lies before us in respect of homes, occupations, and affairs. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 19. It's usually pretty easy for me to be pleasant to the people in an AA setting. While I'm working to stay sober, I'm celebrating with my fellow AAs our common release from the hell of drinking. It's often not so hard to spread glad tidings to my old and new friends in the program. 
At home or at work, though, it can be a different story. It is in situations arising in both of those areas that the little day-to-day frustrations are most evident and where it can be tough to smile or reach out with kind word or an attentive ear. It's outside of AA rooms that I face the real test of the effectiveness of my walk through AA's 12 steps. Dude, I, I mean, I love all, like the majority of all these readings, but that one hits home so true. Like, how pumped do we get on Monday night, right? Our men's group, we're talking, we're sharing. It's you're cheering each other on Tuesday afternoon rolls around and something goes sideways at work. And and I forget all that joy. You know, um, I heard it, uh, an old timer share this when I was nearly sober and I loved it. And it's something that I live by today. He's like, you want to know how my AA program is? Ask my wife. Mm, I like it. I like, you know, what am I doing inside my home? And I truly view AA that way as, um, there's many reasons to go to meetings, right? Obviously for myself, try to find a newcomer, try to help someone. But honestly, that hour helps me with the other 23 hours in the day. And if I'm not doing that multiple times a week, usually those other 23 hours are, it can get a little gnarly, get a little hectic. But when I'm constantly hearing an AA message, it's so much easier to practice those in work, in my, my home, in any situation outside of AA, because it's a constant reminder of, I'm hearing stories. I'm hearing solution. It's funny. We, I, I literally just referenced something along these lines without referencing this in particular on Monday night where, because it had been a couple weeks since we met up and being able to be back in a room and, and talking real shit with real people and being able to be open and vulnerable and have meaningful discussions and meaningful conversations all driven all in an effort to improve our lives and be better people. Like that's where I thrive. That's where I'm connected and I'm energized and, and life makes sense to me in that context. And so it is, it's challenging to then go back out in the real world and have fucking small talk and, and, you know, have to face things and deal with things that I genuinely don't care about. And so reading this was really humbling and eye opening because I can't just live like that. I can't just live for AA and come to life in those settings and then shut it down when I leave because I'm doing not only myself a disservice, I'm doing the program a disservice and I'm doing others who I could possibly have meaningful connections and relationships with a disservice as well. Yeah. You, well, you know, after, you know, like the first year for me was all about not drinking, not pick, mm-hmm. doing drugs, period. That, that was all that mattered, man. Just, just don't pick up Todd, no matter what, you know? And then, uh, that it seemed to me for, for me, the second year was more about this, uh, intellectual growth, not a spiritual growth quite yet, but more of an intellectual growth. And I then, didn't say emotional as well. Yeah, emotional totally agree. Enough. Absolutely agree. Yes. And emotional, you know, I remember an old timer telling me, you know, Hey, he'd point outside and he goes, that's where the rubber meets the road, brother. It's what you're doing out there, not what you're saying in here. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me, man. Cause I was like, yeah, he's right. It's what's going on out there. And, uh, um, you know, so when I had that, that spiritual awakening after the 12th step and going through the 12 steps, um, being able to work my life different, you know, change the, change the habits of my life, who I was as a person, you know, inside the rooms, I would be able to get that training. I'll come in into the rooms, our Monday meeting, the Friday meeting, whatever is the Sunday, you know, whatever meeting it's where I come and I get my spiritual meal. You know, I get that spiritual mm-hmm. nourishment 
that that energy that's going to carry me the 23 hours of the day that's left, you know, and I find that uh, the more nourishment I'm getting, the better person I am out in the wor real world, you know? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Even today, for instance, right? Um, woke up really early, drove down to San Diego. We had uh, some out of uh, state and out of town clients and um, uh, entertaining them. Drove back up to San Diego to get here and that drive, I'm tired, dude, I'm tired. And I loved how Brent said, energize. The second I got here and saw you guys, and then we start talking Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm awake. Boom. I'm yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Right? It's and like a hit of adrenaline. It really almost. is. Yeah. And then um, also to your point, it's like, it's my responsibility to carry this into tomorrow. It's my own personal responsibility to myself and also the ones around me to carry that love and that positivity that we just so freely talk about here. Um, and I feel like it, it, like now that I'm hearing all of this and thinking this and saying this, I feel like there's a per perception where it's cultish and like you're program yeah. nerd and where it's like, I don't care about anything but program. Oh, let's talk program. Let's talk book. And it's, it's not that for me, at least for me, it's being real. And I feel like through program, people can be real. Is that once you go through these steps, once you open yourself up, once you want to improve your life, once you, you let go of that ego and your guard comes down, you can be vul vulnerable and have more real discussions and conversations about real life shit in meaningful ways. And so that's kind of where I see the, the energy for me comes not so much from the words themselves, the book themselves, the steps themselves. It's what that does for people who are involved and in the room. Because really you really work in the program. You, right. you well, show but there's an energy that floats in yeah. these rooms. But, man. but that's what you I'm know, saying. I, so so it's, it's not that you have a book, you open it, and then energy comes flying out of the fucking correct. pages. It doesn't it, happen. It, it takes the people being willing to open up. Because you could also have a room full of uh, newcomers who are comatose and sitting there with their eyes rolled back in their head like I was when I first showed up. I'm not necessarily pulling life energy from that situation. So it's not so much about just being engulfed in the program under the umbrella of AA. It's what it allows people to do and people who are in it fucking get it. And once you're then surrounded by those people, so many great things happen. No, that, uh, I mean, great point. Because if I pull up this reading, um, when I do my daily, like my morning meditation, I'm not jumping for the sky. I'm not like all <laughs> super excited, right? I'm just like, oh, cool. Like, and I, and I pick a word just like we do on this podcast. And I try to carry that the re with me the rest of the day. But that energy between people who are excited about making their lives better. Yes. Who are honest, open-minded and willing. willing. Yes. Yep, yep, that, that doing that stuff. Cause yeah. we all know those people in the rooms that they have the greatest pitch ever. Oh yeah. But they, then the second they get outside, they start cussing out some, someone or like someone ding their car and it's the end of the world. And they're flipping out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All and it's like, go out the window. yeah, where'd all that serenity go, bro? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we all know those people. And it's, um, we've talked about this a lot and I talk about this with guys I work with is like, if I wanted self-esteem, I needed to do esteemable acts. And that means doing the right thing when no one's looking. Looking. Exactly. That's where the program exists well, for you, me. You know, it, it, and I agree. Cause at the end of the day, you know, my life is between me and God, you know, uh, it's like I say, I've told you guys before, you know, in the mornings, I pray that I can make God proud of me for today. And at night I tell God, I hope I made you proud today. And, uh, you know, cause I know if I'm making God proud, I'm making myself proud. And that's all that matters is what God thinks of me. I don't give a fuck 
what you think of me or you or what the guy in the car next to me thinks about me. What I care about is what God thinks about me and uh, and how I'm reflecting that on my fellow citizens. You don't have to be AA. It's just, just like it says in the book, you know, work and home and, and out in the world itself, who are we being? You know, are we being the same person we're being in these meetings when we're spouting off about serenity and acceptance and, you know, all, all this, all these key words. Yeah. You I know? think an important part of that, not giving a fuck what other people think. I think the, the instinct to lean in that direction is towards when people don't like me or they don't like what I'm doing. I don't give a fuck on the flip side of it. When people, if people love me and love what I'm doing, I also don't give a fuck and not in a bad way. Right. What I correct. mean is I don't let that seep in and all of a sudden balloon, Get your ego. balloon out my ego. Correct. So obviously I appreciate uh, respect. I appreciate accolades when, when you perform well at work and you're recognized that feels really good but i have to keep all of that within the framework is that i don't you know i don't that isn't what defines you as a man what defines me as a man and that way when it does come i appreciate it and then i let it go and move on when someone has a criticism for me or doesn't like me i accept that and then i move on so when it's coming from both directions i approach it in the same way i try to anyway because that's then how i say stay dialed in to the path that I want to be. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's me and God. That's right. Is that as long as me and God, if I'm connected and have that healthy, if strong. cool with me, I'm cool with I'm me. I'm cool with me, exactly. The don't give a fuck thing, because we say that a lot, right? Because it's like, but, you but I care. Think, I yeah, think people hear it different, well, though. Yes, no. They think like, oh, he's just a fucking prick because yeah. he doesn't or, give a or fuck. Or he's lying. Yeah. Or he's yeah. lying, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so prior to program, that and and it still can be if I if I'm not cautious about it, it is a big issue for me. The people pleasing side because I do care. I want people to like me. I want to be accepted and all those things I carried with me my whole life that the steps brought out. Right, the steps taught me on how to honestly not give a fuck either way. Mm-hmm. I want to feel good. Yes, I want to work hard so I get accolades because it feels good. If I don't get it, that's okay too. But I have to remind myself that. I'm still not there yet at six and a half years to just completely flip that switch. I still have those thoughts of like, man, I've been working my ass off. Why hasn't anyone said good job? <laughs> Why am I even doing this? And then I'll go down that rabbit hole and I got to check myself. Where are my motives? And it's always ego and it's always fear. Yeah, ego and fear. You know, they, they ran our lives for for so, so long, man. Because I can say all those things that I just said a couple minutes ago. But in thinking back just this week, we have a Monday and Friday meeting where it's kind of like a team meeting. Everyone gets caught up. And one of the team members got an accolade from the boss. And I was like, that bitch. Like, I fucking, <laughs> I fucking work harder than that person, you know? Hey, but, like, that spike still hits within me. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not infallible in that I'm this perfect fucking balanced stoic human being by no means. I think if you were, it's kind of sociopathic. Totally. <laughs> Without really? a doubt. Yeah. Like, Without honestly, a doubt. it's, it's so, not yeah, having that. Like, it's just human nature. And I think as alcoholics, we, I can be a little bit more sensitive to that. The, the goal is now the pendulum just doesn't swing out as yes. far. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. As fast, as hard. Exactly. exactly. I can reel it back in, sometimes shorter than, than others or whatever. Um, you know, I got to tell you, you know, my family noticed the difference in me 
before I did, you know, I, I didn't feel like there was any change, um, you know, but I was, you know, open-minded, willing and honest, you know, I was, while well, I was going through the steps and I remember, uh, um, even coworkers be like, you know, hey, you know, wow, you know, you're so calm in this situation. Whereas, because usually it's I lose my shit over the stupidest thing, you know. Whereas, you know, over, you know, even in the first year, that had changed quite a bit because I think mostly because the drugs and alcohol <laughs> system. But I, um, someone, uh, someone's mentioned this me or. To me before and uh, and i really took it to heart because once again i don't see changes in myself was like i'm i i tend or I, my goal is to be very even keel and my only job is to do the action whatever the result is that is my true don't give a fuck because it's out of my control and someone at work was like how do you not have expectations on things and it's like it's not like i don't have expectations because it's impossible but i know every time i set an expectation i'm setting myself up for failure and i don't like to feel that way so I just, I just try to just in my hula hoop, in if I do hoop. my part, I can feel good. Even if the outcome is shit, I can it's feel the way good. it's supposed to be. I can feel good about what I did. I think uh, that's, that's the key is that if you can let go of the outcome, no matter what it is, then those expectations are meaningless yeah. that be, because it's, it, you know, like you said, we're all human. We still have expectations. If I work hard, I still have expectations that I'm going to get something in return. And then it's, if I don't. I, and if I can let it go, then I'm in an okay space. But if I can't let go of the outcome for whatever reason, that's where I get into trouble. Yeah, it's it it, it sets yeah it it hurts right. Then well, I get in fear, and then I go down the scenario road of I don't know if you guys ever do this the ten different scenarios. Well, I'm gonna say this then. Oh, and then they're gonna say this, and I'm gonna rebuttal with this, the, and then all of a sudden I'm in left. You've field. had a whole conversation yeah. before, and then it like I don't even have a job anymore. I'm fucking working <laughs> the, like somewhere else. You're you're the jerk store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's um, and my mind still goes that way, but I gotta reel it back in. I have to. I always have to reel that shit back in. Right? Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. I remember hearing that Period. when I was new. I was like, bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so with that being said, uh, what word are you going to put in your pocket? Let's go with, uh, let's go with Brent to kick us off. Yes. Appreciate uh, that. I, I wanted to give him the shot. Don't take Appreciate word, that. Man. Uh, I'm going to go with pleasant. Doesn't count. It's <laughs> usually pretty easy for me to be pleasant with people in a pleasant because I, I don't need to be the fucking greatest guy in the world. I don't need to be doing everything. Just be pleasant. That's easy enough, like right? It. If I can remind myself just to be pleasant. That's something I think I can manage because I get really frustrated with people in general, especially when I'm out in public, especially when I'm trying to do something. When, I, when I've got a task, I'm going to go to the grocery store, get out of my way because I'm not interested in your small talk. I'm not, I don't think it's funny that your kids are screaming. You know, those little, <laughs> those little things that happen when you're out in society. Yeah. I, but the reality is I don't need to appreciate. I don't need to laugh. I don't need to do all these things. I just be pleasant and move on. And that's something I feel like I can do. I don't. I don't always. I don't always do it, but I feel like that's a good reminder. It's just be pleasant. It's always it's something to shoot for, right? Yes. As small and little as it sounds, it can it could change someone's whole day. And when my friend, one hundred percent, that's God. That's such a good point. When, when my when my frustration or my impatience spikes, I can just lean on just be pleasant in that moment, get it over with, and move on. Yep. What about you, Todd? 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, celebrating today. You know, I hey, like you didn't it. take my words. So I'm going to celebrate that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with celebrating, you know, because uh, because I have a fucking God in my life today, you know, and I want and I want to be I celebrate that every day. But I, I like that word, you know, because uh, God works in my life in so many different ways. And sometimes I don't see it coming. I don't expect it. And uh, to have all these quote unquote coincidences happen in my life, you know, have the outcomes that have been happening in my life has been something to celebrate about. And uh, I'm, I'm truly humbled and grateful to have a God in my life that uh, loves me so much and is doing so much for me personally, particularly me, you know, um, specifically me, which is... uh, For a dirtbag like us. Thank you. You know what I was thinking. A fucking low-life dirtbag like me and uh, have the life that I have today and the... The, the gifts, the, the just the whole everything that's happened in my life, by God's blown grace. away yeah. by God. Yeah, you know. But I'll tell you what, I could fuck it all up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I pick up once. Frankly, and you it's probably gone. will. No. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating, I dig it. Uh, I'm gonna go with effectiveness. Um, Ooh, I and, like that. And so more like effective, right? And I want to be effective in my day to day life outside of these rooms, and I can't. I've never been able to do that until I got to these rooms, meaning what I hear Monday night, Wednesday night, whatever night of the week, I can take that into the following day. Um, Pleasant. I'm going to remember that word and take that into my day tomorrow. You know, celebrate, celebrate the life I have today. Celebrate with others outside of AA, just general celebrate at work, right? We hit a milestone. We, we, we do something cool. Celebrate with the team, be effective in any area I can, can, in my personal life, my work life, spread AA love without spreading AA, if that makes sense. No, totally makes sense. The spirit of AA. Yes. I'm digging all of these because they're all so attainable and Mm -hmm. easy, is that be pleasant and celebrate. Mm. That takes like no effort. You just (laughs) just fucking celebrate. And then to be effective, I fucking love that because I don't have to be the best. I don't yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. perfect. You just have to be effective. I just have to That's be effective. That's a good one. Yeah, and, yeah. and cool thing about that too is like take so much pressure off. Yeah. yeah. And, and yes, I I determine what effective is. It's no one else's expectation. But it's no one else's. But bar. it's between you and God, yes. and you at the that's a, you know you and God know what's effective and what isn't effective. <laughs> hey, how'd you do in the test? Uh, I was <laughs> effective. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Well, with that, uh, um, I think, dude, great seeing you guys. I fucking miss you guys. I miss you guys, man. I'm I'm glad we're back. I. Black on our regular schedule now, correct? Yeah. Everyone's good with that. Back on our regular schedule. Uh, you know, I know it's been three weeks. So, uh, our three or four our weeks. listener is going to be devastated. I know. <laughs> our listener. Okay. Yeah, I was singular. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom is yeah, going to yeah, be really upset. Yeah. <laughs> my mom called me. She thought I started drinking again. She's like, I haven't heard from you in three weeks. She's like, you don't call me. So I just listen to your podcast. Love you, mom. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, everybody. Go out there today and be God's bitch. Right on. Later, guys. Later. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode was presented commercial-free by the Rule 62 Foundation. 
a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org.